Hour 3 of the morning show underway here on a Friday, the 20th of October. And since it's Friday, guess who showed up? I'm here. Neil Atkins, ladies and gentlemen, as he does every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He joins us during the 8 o'clock hour. Yep, I'm here. I I could come every day of the week, but uh, (laughs) things are going on on Tuesday and Thursday. I suppose so. Between the two of us. All right. But that's okay. Uh, so what's going on? Did well, you, it was forty uh, degrees. Good... Forty degrees when I came down here, and on my yeah, but it's my vehicle nice cam. So yes, it'll be. We're talking upper fifties, and I mean the normal for this time of year is fifty-one. So well, you know, last heard... couple of days we've been right up around above normal. So you saw the extended uh, forecast. Well, we're not and... even going to talk about that. Well, actually, it, it's going to get much colder next weekend. I guess I know next weekend, but before that, like yeah. I think Monday, it's going to be sixty-ish. So. Really? And I bet you today it might, depending mm, on where you I are. I got loaf. Let's see, Monday, chance of rain, 60%. Yeah, upper 50s, maybe. I'm always optimistic. That's, that's close know. to 60, yeah, I guess. That's yeah. as close as you're going to get. The bad. 80s have been uh, just uh, like the yeah. 1980s. The <laughs> 80s are past us for now. Yeah, I'm looking at the record high now is 79, so it's never been Ooh. 80 degrees on this date. Yeah, so. well... And it's funny, it was 1953 when it hit 79, the record high, and a year earlier they had the record low on this date of 16 degrees. Go figure. Holy well, I, cow. I do remember a February, and we could probably go and look that it was in the 70s. It hit a, what? There was a couple days that hit in the 70s in a, in a February. This goes back, it's got to be back. Boy, it must be. When I was a little yeah. kid or something like really? that. Really? Holy yeah. cow. That would have been amazing. It wasn't when the sunspots were changing and the <laughs> and the blue halo surrounded uh-huh. the sun. Okay. As Bruce Siski will surround sports in a few minutes. Uh, actually, right now he he's is. Ready. He is Hi, with Bruce. us. He has arrived. It's like he came yeah. in on his magic carpet. Mm. Mm. Took a magic carpet ride from there to here, hovering on his hoverboard. <laughs> remember the hoverboards? I do remember the hoverboards. You yeah. can't buy them anymore. I. No, well, I didn't in the first place. They were very dangerous <laughs> from what I could see. Uh, this is true. I think that more people like... fell off hoverboards than actually rode them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Now now they've got those little one-wheel yeah. deals, yeah. and yeah. I, I see people on those things. And I'm Well, thinking, they were misnamed to begin with. They weren't hoverboards. They didn't hover. They no. had wheels. They yeah. had wheels on them. But the real hoverboard, and back to your future, well, right. no, those are the ones that, that I wanted. That would have been fun. Balance is not my friend. <laughs> I you know so scooters and like yeah. the, right, yeah. the motorcycle. I don't like bicycles. I I didn't even <laughs> like those growing up. Balance has never been my friend. Okay, well, well. motorcycle and bicycles were always uh, good good for me. I tried the skateboards, oh, and the first time I went on a skateboard, bam, yeah. down I went, and yep. I go, and then my kid goes around me and giggles and laughs his butt off and heads yeah. out. So there you have it. I'm on rollerblades. Oh yeah, those? I I I did and. Uh, I took a header on those once in a while, too, and Ooh. figured, no, nah, this is not for me. Uh, a few yeah, times when they used to have the roller skate, well, they over in Superior, they still have a roller. roller I think they still do, yeah. And I, I went a few times on that, but I was never a big skater. Yeah. And um, I I finally got into skating on the ice where I, mm-hmm. I practiced a little bit where I could at least learn to stop and control myself a little yeah. bit better. <laughs> But on the roller skating, I kind of more or less had to go with something that held my hand as ah, I went around. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, Put a big pillow underneath me and send me on my way. <laughs> That's a great picture. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Deal with a pillow strapped to his butt. Mm, right. There you go. All right. It's time for sports. Here's Bruce. 14th ranked UMV men versus Bemidji State home and home series starting tonight, 7 o'clock from Amsoil. Coverage at 630. And then we head to the lovely Sanford Center in Bemidji. 
And that's I'm not. I, I say Is lovely. it really lovely? I actually mean it. It's oh, a nice okay, building good. they put up there. Good. <laughs> you did a good job with that. All right. Uh, coverage at five thirty for game two tomorrow night here on KDAL. As the annual Highway 2 non-conference series played once again this year. Speaking of annual bits, at least it should be, but it isn't quite. The Gophers are in North Dakota this weekend. The best rivalry in college hockey renews in Grand Forks at 7 tonight, 6 tomorrow. We have the Minnesota games on the men's side. Alaska's at St. Cloud State. UMass at Minnesota State Mankato. And Lindenwood travels to St. Thomas. Eighth-ranked UMV women are at Minnesota State Mankato. 3 o'clock today, 2 o'clock tomorrow for those games. In Mankato, UMB freshman Ev Gascon started both games against Ohio State in goal. She stopped 71 of 77 shots faced and allowed just two even strength goals the whole series. You can you can build off that with an 18 year old goaltender. I, I think that, that's a that's a fairly good start for her. She played well. Uh, the Minnesota Wild back at it tomorrow at home against Columbus, seven o'clock, six forty five for the pregame on AM seven ten. Following Wisconsin Badger football tomorrow, the Badgers at Illinois. That's a two thirty start. Coverage at 12.30 on AM 710. Also on the college side tomorrow, the Bull- Bulldogs are in Minot State. I believe that trek has already started. Really? I well, think that, the, yeah. That's... Well, we got a long way to go. <laughs> so to give some perspective yeah. on how long a trip it is to Minot, yeah. they play at noon tomorrow. Our coverage at 11.30. This uh, is Minong or Minot? Minot, <laughs> Minot State. <laughs> North, North, Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. where the base is. Hey, yeah, the big bombers fly yeah. out. I've yeah. seen it. I've been there several times. Yeah. You, know, you know how I get there? You fly. You got that straight. <laughs> yeah, these the football team's not flying there, Neil. No, it's, they're driving in a bus. Yeah, they have yeah. multiple buses. That's yeah. a nine-hour drive, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to put it in perspective for the people. So the game's at noon tomorrow. So they'll wrap the game up all three and get all their stuff packed up. Guys will shower and get changed and all that. They'll be... You can hope to be on the road by four. Mm-hmm. I'm in Bemidji tomorrow night. Our game's at six. Yeah. I'll be on the road on the way back east on Highway 2 before they get to Bemidji. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. <laughs> you, you forget I all the distance some, on these. I hope they got some good movies set up for the uh, bus ride. And maybe what? I just need one good podcast. Yeah, That'll get me through the whole games day Games or something? I'm not sure what the what the players do to pass the time. But. Uh, it depends on the year. A lot of times it's movies. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I would think. A lot of times, you know, like the the night trips, especially, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. It's just quiet. Sleeping, the guys yeah. can sleep. Sun they want to. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you got guys, they'll watch their own movies on their phones and whatever they want sure. to do. It's not quite <laughs> like it used to be. Yeah. Where you sang right. songs until you fell asleep, <laughs> yeah. basically, and tell dirty jokes, and you know, yeah, I was we, talking, we were talking. You only got so many of those, and then we you were, run out. And we were chatting on Wednesday <laughs> with women's hockey head coach Margaret Kroll, and I asked her, you know, what's your favorite bus activity when you're on the road? She's like, me? I said, yeah, you. I don't care. I, not that I don't care what the players do, but I don't know what you do. Yeah, what are the coaches she's do? Like, she's, I'm boring. I watch film and plan practice and listen to podcasts. Yeah, boy. Okay. I'm like, well, outside of the planning practice part, that's about <laughs> what I do on the road. All right. Yeah, sit there and listen to podcasts and pitter-patter around and play card games on my phone or whatever. <laughs> oh, there you well, go. that yeah. Minot trip, is the first time I was asked to go out to Minot, and this was the Nordic Hotsfest, and I was working with the Sons of Norway group on their insurance mm-hmm. side. And the guy said to me, well, do you want to drive or can we fly? <laughs> and I went... Book me passage because yeah. I I saw what the uh, and then when I got there, the uh, the roads incoming on both east west were all torn up and yep. of course the uh, oil patch was still going uh, fairly good. This is about maybe five four or five years ago, and uh, it was it was interesting. I've driven North Dakota when my mom and I went on vacations. We go out to Yellowstone. We go 
across South Dakota, and we come across North Dakota. And if you've ever driven the whole state of North Dakota, you know there's nothing, not a lot there, yeah. a, lot, a lot of farmland. <laughs> so when you fly into Minot, okay, you're flying, and you're looking down. I always like sitting in the window seat and looking down. And yep. It's all this prairie and fields and nothing. Nothing. And all of a sudden, there here's this river and all these trees yeah. and all this lush deal, and that's Minot. Right. And then off in the distance is this huge military base with B-52 bombers and everything else yeah. taking off. You know, every twenty minutes or so, and practicing, it was uh, it was amazing. Wow. I mean, it's still North Dakota. If your dog runs away, you can see him three days later. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do they fly in there with? You got an actual airline, or you got to take a puddle jumper? Uh... No, it was it was Delta. Oh, really? No. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, he's gonna guess there's not a Delta going in and out of there now. Cool. All right. I think maybe, the pot... maybe, maybe a Grand Forks Fargo across. I could mm. see that, but. I'd... Yeah. I'm going to guess you're not getting a direct flight out of the cities to Minot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I... Although I know you can to Bismarck, I think, okay. still. So. Right. Well, I had to fly from Duluth to Twin Cities and then to Minot. Oh, and then gosh. getting back here, the flight's out of there. The last time I was up there, uh, it's it's the last, uh, basically the last weekend in September is when they have mm-hmm. this uh, host fest up there. Yeah. And when we flew out, there was delays. And in fact, uh, I was... The last flight out of Minot, there had been some bad weather, and there were some people that were part of the various musical groups, and there was a woman who had been one of Lawrence Welk's stars back oh, in the day, boy, and really? she, she and some other guy, were, <laughs> and she was probably in her 60s, and their, their last legs, you know, still performing, and she was there in the line with me, and we are talking, and her f- plane got delayed. I got out. I got to Minneapolis. The Duluth light got delayed, 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 and I got into Duluth finally at 1 o'clock in the morning. Ugh. Oh, ick. Uh, a couple mo- more notes real quick. Uh, 10th ranked UMD Volleyball, their pink weekend for breast cancer awareness this weekend. They'll host Minnesota State Mankato tonight at 6. Number 2, Concordia St. Paul, 2 o'clock tomorrow at Romano Gym. Bulldog soccer trying to squeak into the NSIC tournament. Bulldogs have four matches left in the regular season. First two of those at home this weekend. Southwest Minnesota State tonight at 6. Then Senior Day versus Sioux Falls on Sunday at 1 o'clock. High school football playoffs in Wisconsin. Division 3, Level 1, Hayward at Medford. Division 5, Level 1, Elkbound at Northwestern. Division 7, Level 1, Spring Valley at Hurley. We have got all the playoff pairings from Minnesota sections that begin Tuesday on the website. Go to kdal610.com. All right, Bruce, a new study out shows uh, which of the NBA teams have the most vulgar fans. Any ideas? Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> uh, the worst, most profane fans, the Phoenix Suns. What? Really? I would never have guessed that. Toronto Raptors and Philadelphia 76ers, a close second and third. Team I would never with the... Toronto. Those Canadian people are so nice. <laughs> the teams with the least <laughs> vulgar or colorful language fans is the Charlotte Hornets. They only had... They don't have any fans. 82 vulgar, <laughs> vulgarities. Apparently they counted them or something what? at one point. I don't know. They've got they're, a meter that they... I have a flawed idea if how it Phoenix, works. If Phoenix fans are like... No, there's yeah. no way. That's a flawed study. They had 577 <laughs> profanities. Oh. No, I, I would have believed Philadelphia. <laughs> No, the Phillies are not. Uh, the, the the Philadelphia yeah. people are next next level intensity with those. Folks. I think I think Boston is probably right. In Boston, I would have guessed. In yeah. general, if you just go to Boston and meet yeah. people, uh, there there is rudeness. Yeah. That's I, just part of their then again, it, culture. It, it, the, the accent is such that maybe they couldn't understand uh, the vulgarity. That so could, well, could this is true. It. This is yeah. true. So Mike Mike Kaiser, who calls into the show, oh, yeah, the yeah. professor. Okay, yeah. he's going to Harvard. And I had a meeting in Boston, mm-hmm. and so I flew in, and I said, "Mike, you know, kind of, you know, join me." And so he probably brought me around to a couple of the pubs that he goes to. Oh boy! 
And so we walk in and we're standing there, and here's the bartender back there, and and we're waiting to get served. Like here, you wait to get served, and the guy looked at us, and in profanities, he screamed at us, asking, <laughs> "What the blackety black the hell we're doing? Unless we're going to order, get the hell out of here!" Wow. And then we go, so we ordered, and the guy ordered, and and we looked around, and everybody's like, "This is all." <laughs> Did uh, you take a car around? A car, uh, a yeah. car with yeah. a wicked smart driver. Yeah, a smart driver in a car. You know, people say like New York <laughs> is uh, New York City's rude. Well, yeah. I was out there. I've been out there a number of times, and everywhere I went out there, uh, other than the panhandlers and the people on the streets, sure, uh, people were almost as cordial as they are around here. Right. It, it was surprising because people always claim New York City was. People yeah. were rude. And it didn't seem that way. Depends upon where you are in the city. Well, oh, this suppose. is true. Also yeah. Yeah. true. Yeah. All right, Bruce, what's happening on your show after uh, the frenzy this morning? Yeah, Bulldog me. Hockey Weekend. We'll preview it with a UMD senior tra- graduate transfer from Penn State, Connor right. McMenamin. Talked to him yesterday to hear that. Also, the head coach at Bemidji State, Tom Saratori. All right, thank you, Bruce. It is 824. We've got to get some commercials in, but first, who's on the phone? Who's this? Hi, good morning. It's Jerry. I've got a groaner for you this morning. We need a groaner. Oh, a grinner or a groaner. Uh, what a groaner, yeah. The doctor calls his patient and he says, I tried to, you know, I'm calling you about your test results. They're all in. Mm-hmm. He said, I got bad news and really bad news. Oh, gee, great. And I said, well, what's the bad news, Doc? He said, well, you have 24 hours to live. Uh, wow. He said, well, what in the world is the really bad news? He said, I tried to call you all day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for that. Oh, That's a good one. 825 at KDAO. Back to the KDAO Morning Show. My baby does the hanky-panky. It's Tommy James and the Shondells at 828. Uh, military obesity rates are on the rise, and it's uh, creating some problems in both recruiting and retention for the Defense Department. 68% of active duty service members are either overweight or obese, and eating disorders in the military increased by about 79% between 2017 and 2021. They're feeding them too good in the military. Uh, that's according to a new report from the American Security Project. Although obesity in the U.S. and the military is not new, the rapid increase in the rate of overweight troops is creating concerns over military readiness. Obesity also a primary contributor to in-service injuries and medical discharges. The findings are part of a broader national trend that has also shrunk the military's recruitment pool as the services are struggling to find eligible applicants who meet physical requirements. Well, Most of the folks just uh, want to get in are too heavy. Well, 4F, 4F. <laughs> 4F, you got <clears throat> 4F over here. Now, when I was in, mm-hmm. the... Uh, Generally, the people that were overweight, dramatically overweight, were the senior people that were had been in for a long time. Ah, and uh, and this was in the Navy. Right. Uh, now, if you're flying, mm-hmm. you you're, you got to be in tip top shape if you're well, flying. Well, yeah, and yeah. you got to be within certain guidelines just to be in the military. I never saw any fat Marines. Right, okay? that's probably true. The Marines that I dealt with never saw any <laughs> obese Marines. Let me tell you, and I'll, I'll tell you, they've got to. They've backed off on some of this because of, of uh, numbers. Well, numbers, but also whining, crying, special interest groups. Oh, wanting more uh, yeah. people of different 
varieties in, and my goodness, how can you discriminate against somebody with your uh, weight? Well, if you're in the battlefield and you've oh, got yeah. some stringy little jihadists coming up against you, and you're 50 to 60 pounds overweight, and you've got to move quick, you're not moving quick. Okay, so I work in the kitchen. What if they come and take your kitchen and they don't like your food, Rick? Then they'll be poisoned. Ooh. Bad food. My little, brother. little cyanide in the uh. soup, huh? <laughs> My brother was a pilot in the Air Force mm-hmm. Reserve out of Minneapolis. They'd come up here and land. He'd stop in and say hi, take off, go back. Anyway, he, they got on his case. He flew C-130s. The transport plane. Yeah, big. Yeah. Big, big plane. Big day. Oh. Yeah. Was that the prop job or the prop. jet prop? Yeah, the C-130. Uh, they had a JADO on it for a mm-hmm. while. They what? JADO? JADO? I don't know. Jet? They, they, it's it's, a, it's a, oh, uh, cute. Uh, uh, turbo, turbo boost. Turbo yeah, boost. it just yeah. hangs on the side. It's there. a jet on the on the on either on the side or on the back that gives yeah. you the turbo boost. You hit a button and it so goes. a prop boom. job with the turbo. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway, he was too skinny. Yeah. Mm. They want a little more meat on him. Oh. I was 136 pounds when I joined the Air Force. Whoa. Really? And when I got out of the Air Force, I was 160 something. I think. Well, they well, they, f- they fed you well. You get three meals a day. Or were you and, uh, or were you working out and buffing up? No, it was just uh, three meals a day. I guess. Well, did you have three meals a day when you lived at home? Probably not. No. I no. Yeah. No. See, so, you know, when I when coffee I, and cigarettes in the morning, and uh, bingo. you know, maybe yeah. a quick lunch. A donut. When I when I a went hamburger at night. When I went <laughs> uh, on active duty, I was about 160, 165, yeah. and uh, I I worked in the medical field. Did you go up or down? I uh, actually w- worked out constantly, and I I was about 150 when I came yeah, back. How about that? And one of the doctors and I, he wanted to go through uh, uh, SEAL training, so he and I would work out. Uh, together ooh, and uh, ooh, ooh, towards ooh. towards the goal that he had the goal of uh-huh. becoming a part of a SEAL unit, wow. and so he and I, uh, you know, and I, I, he was staying in for a career and I wasn't, so mm-hmm. I didn't, I decided I wasn't going to go for the SEAL right. stuff, but uh, anyway, we did some of the rigorous uh, training and all that jazz, and it was uh, interesting dynamics. So, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, I kept on working out and all that jazz, and I actually my weight got too low. <laughs> And well, too low in the sec that I I was only yeah. I was I was immersed in no body fat uh-huh. and keeping in shape and right. and and that sort of thing. And when I came, when I came back, it was either the adjustment coming back here, yeah. or that my weight was down. I ended up uh, like from time to, uh, for a, about a year and a half, I'd I'd spike little fevers and that sort of thing, and it, it wasn't mono or anything like that. But we contained it, and I think it was more the adjustment coming back, plus my, yeah. my weight was down. So now you're know. running into germs you hadn't seen for yep. a couple of years. Yeah. You're away from the, the right. normal bacteria here. Right. You get used to the bacteria in Asia, and then you come back here, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, goody, we're going to attack this guy and have some fun. you got to have a little. My doctor told me that I was get, losing too much weight a few years ago, uh-huh. and he said, you got to have some extra... Uh, reserve. Yeah, there. you got to have protein in your diet too. You can't oh, just, not just waste away. Right. Yep. Hey, we got a phone call. We got to get to. Uh-huh. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning, Corey from the range. It's Corey, Corey my up? man. What's what happening, guys? Well, we're wondering what's going. Is, is the United States going to fail and go down in the tubes because we don't have a speaker of the house, Corey? <laughs> or do you and I really you know, care? You know what's nice about it is neither Ukraine. <laughs> 
nor Israel, nor anybody else is getting any money right now. That's right. That's this the way true. I'm looking at it, because <laughs> I think we're towards $90 billion that we sent Ukraine, and it can be debated back and forth. Oh, it's, it's a huge amount. Yeah, it's mostly in equipment and materiel, but that's stuff that left our inventory, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then the stuff that we had left over in Afghanistan. So, mm-hmm. um, again, let's remind everybody that back in 1856, it took 133 votes to elect a Speaker of the House. Wow. 1856? Yeah. Okay. 1856, correct. So we've and been down this road ones, before. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, But you were talking about uh, overweight in the military. When I went in, I was 161, came out at 161. Ah. But you take a look at uh, this General Milley that just retired the top of the food chain, as you might say. He was a fat, obese, didn't have a very good profile, mm-hmm. uh, or he wasn't a very good role model in my eyes. Yeah. To... Well, once you get to be general, you're sitting behind a desk all the time. You're not out there to see uh... <laughs> Well, there should be some requirements. You you know, you talk about role models. And uh, most of the top brass that I saw, uh, especially with the Marine Corps, uh, were pretty lean and mean. And Mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, they didn't let them get by with that. And even, uh, you know, and the Navy became a little bit different. The guys that had the desk jobs uh, when they're the career people, some Mm -hmm. of them, uh, you know, sprouted out, to say the least. But uh, most of the, when I was in the in the medical field there, uh, the doctors uh, there was only one doctor as a shrink, and that was obese. That we had most of the rest of them were in pretty good shape. All right. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call. We got to catch another one here real quick. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning, Dave. This is Bob. Bob, how you doing? We got a big deal coming up tomorrow at the farmers market, right? Hey, we absolutely do. It's customer appreciation day. Ah. You know, we have. Got so many great, great folks in our community, our local farmers, and uh, we're just looking forward to a great day. We've got some uh, nice store prizes, other products, and we're just going to going to do what we can to express our appreciation to just the community that's been so supportive, including KDAL. So thank you for all you've done, Dave. Oh, you bet. Are you wrapping things up then, or is this just a, a party that will keep going? Well, that's the party. It'll go through the end of October. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's good. So if I don't show up tomorrow, I, yeah. I won't miss it. But I'm going to try to get down and see you. It's in that I, I miss you at the salsa deal. I'm sorry oh, I couldn't come right. down there. But I heard you had a great well, salsa party. We had so much fun, and we learned so much. And we did miss you, Neil, and people ask. But, but we'll give you another opportunity. But uh, we <laughs> did have a great judging panel and uh, learned so much about salsas. Uh, I did as well. And uh, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of local products, 14 entries in the contest, which wow. surprised me. Was, of all types, you know, there's uh, green salsas, tomatillo salsas, pine salsas, avocado salsas, not just our standard tomatoes. Wow. And everybody just had uh, had a lot of fun with that. But local product, except for the lime and avocado, those weren't local, but everything yeah. else was uh, locally produced. Well, the so question, Bob, did you, did you have enough chips for all that salsa? <laughs> But that was one thing. That was my responsibility. <laughs> okay. and, uh, we, we, we did, in fact, have enough chips. And when that judges' panel were finished, you know, everyone had a chance to sample all of these additional wow. things that were, weren't even entered. And they were so full of salsa that they took a look at it. I think I'm salsa'd out for the day. <laughs> oh, boy, I guess. Well, that sounds like fun. Again, what, what are the hours tomorrow for the farmer's market? Yeah, we're, we're out 8 till noon. And, uh, 
Again, that's 14th Avenue East and 3rd Street. Bring the kids. We've got our tokens still. Uh, we've got lots of pumpkin squash. A lot of people will have things there for sampling. Where I'm going to make a little squash soup that I really like. And uh, we're just going to have a good time. It's about uh, community. It's about friends. And uh, it'll make you feel real good. I always feel great about the market because with all the turmoil in the world, we're in this nice little place with a lot of great people that are concerned about their families, their friends, their good health, and we just have a we just have a lot of fun. Music, giveaways, customer appreciation. Thank you to all of our loyal uh, customers. Thank you to KDL again for being supportive. All right, and thank you, Bob, for the call. Appreciate it. The Farmers Market tomorrow. Bob Olin Show, of course, every Tuesday morning here on KDAL. This is the KDAL Morning Show with Dave Strandberg and Neil Atkins. Sitting at the kitchen table looking out the back door, it's uh, the Creedence Clearwater Revival Group here on KDAL. John Forgoody and the crew there. Uh, unique, new, unique pipes there, unique uh, voice. No Let me doubt tell about it. New records show more hotels on the Las Vegas Strip have had bed bug problems than previously <laughs> thought. Uh, the Southern Nevada Health District says bed bugs were found in hotel rooms at the Venetian on July 29th, at the Park MGM August 14th. Both rooms inspected for bed bugs after guests had made reports and tested positive for the insects. Yep. Also, reports of bed bugs at Caesar's Palace, Circus Circus. Palazzo, the MGM Grand, the Tropicana, Planet Hollywood, and the Sahara in the past two years. So basically, uh, bed bugs pretty uh, uh, common, I guess. Well, you know how the Vegas they, Strip. You know, you know how they get in. Well, from other people. Yeah, I from suppose. the guests that yeah, comes in, right. and then if you don't clean uh, properly, the problem is yeah. those little buggers. <laughs> you can change the sheets and everything. Yeah. But if they get into the fabric of the, oh, sure, the, the chairs mattress and, and yeah, the mattress and everything else, else yeah. you you got a real problem. So uh, and now they've got it. And you those I've I've never experienced them. I have not either. I don't. I've seen hope people with the welts, so oh. they've gotten bitten by them. It's not not been a good deal. So, so how do you prevent that? Do you have to fumigate everybody before they come in the room, or? Well, you got to keep everything clean, and you got to really. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you got somebody with the bugs on them, you, you can't go. You don't know if they have them on. Uh, I don't boy, know if there's any way the to. Thing, do. Yeah. That's the problem, and we have millions of people coming and going and coming and going. And yeah. Las Vegas is uh, is that type. You know, in Las Vegas, let's say you have a convention of five thousand people. Let's say you're going to come uh, to Minneapolis, okay. and let's say Minneapolis said you can't. We we can't do it. The last minute. Uh, Guess what city in the country can handle you at a moment's notice? I suppose Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. We we had that happen when I was on the city council. We had a national meeting in Phoenix mm-hmm. for the National League of Cities, and there's about 5,000 mayors and city councilors go to these meetings. Well, Arizona had not adopted the Martin Luther King Day holiday. I see. So there's a large uh, minority group in the National League of Cities, and they protested, so the league dissed Phoenix two months before the convention was supposed to happen. Wow. And they went to Vegas, and Vegas said, hey, come on, baby, we, we got you, no problem. Well, they got a hotel on every block in Vegas. I mean, all the casinos have hotels they attached all do, yeah. to them. And so. then, there's, uh, then there's the off-strip off hotels suppose, sure. that are a little bit cheaper. Right. 
And uh, huh. but now it it used to be you go to Vegas and you go around and there were some real bargains and food and all that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like there's there's not many wow. bargains to really? say the least. Not, uh, so I'm told I haven't been the there gamblers for a while, anymore. <laughs> well, the gamblers are there. They're spending their money. Let me yeah. tell you, everybody right. wants to throw money away. Uh, to the phones we go. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tom from Port Wing. Tom over in Port Wing. What's going on there? Well, I'm, I wanted to chime in on what uh, Corey was talking about, but I'm I'm very irritated with the Republicans uh, right now because their inability to point out. Here we have Joe Biden last night telling us we need to pony up a whole bunch of money to protect the borders of Israel and Ukraine. And at the same time... <clears throat> Our borders are wide open. And, you know, that really does irritate me, having lived on that border between Mexico and Texas for over 10 years. You know, to see all of the horrible things that are happening there, women being raped, uh, drugs coming across, and it's ignored. But, oh, boy, we got to come up with a whole bunch of money that we don't have for Israel and Ukraine, (laughs) who I think are capable of protecting their own borders. So unlike uh, some people, I am going to now, I I designated the Republican Party in this situation as the Keystone Cops. Well, I've degraded them from that to the Three Stooges. Oh, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Do not denigrate the Three Stooges. (laughs) Are you That is high comedy. Oh, oh, well, see, now you're you're offending (laughs) Dave here, Tom, so... Or is it, or is it Laurel and Hardy? But I got friends of mine that are part of the Laurel and Hardy group out there. Ah, that's so, right. No, I, I, I hear understand. you. I hear you loud and clear. And and this, you see what's happening on this, and now you see the Speaker of the House. They uh, they bounce uh, Kevin out. They they can't seem to get Jordan in. And now when Corey uh, called, and I believe back in 1856 they had 130 <laughs> votes before they finally elected a Speaker of the House. Uh, the the problem here. Well, here's here's a good thing about the stalemate in the House. As as Corey mentioned, they can't pass any funding legislation. That's the House yeah. holds the purse strings. Well, that means they can't do any harm. Is that true? Well, <clears throat> of course they can do harm. <laughs> you know, okay. they're doing harm right now. And here, I I'll tell you. Here's what the difference is. This is in 1856. And they better get their act together. And I heard on this radio station yesterday a certain politician called in and said why he voted this, uh, oh, uh, I'm going to vote this way and I'm going to vote that way and I'm going to make a point over here. Knock it off. Vote. (laughs) Get somebody in there. I don't care. Select any one person in the Republican Party at this point and put them in as speaker. Stop jacking around. Now, was that your uh, Congressman yeah. Tiffany, or was that our Congressman Stauber? I think it was Stauber that, that called be, yesterday. Yeah. No, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. It was, I, I see Stauber uh, voted against uh, right. Jordan there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, and there's a, this chess game that they're playing now. Right. We, we'd I, love to we'd love to have Pete Stauber on this show, and I uh, put the word out to his crew, but mm-hmm. I, I hear, as you said, he was 
uh, called into Brad Bennett show yesterday. Right. So I guess I don't know if we're not conservative enough here or what's <laughs> going on. But hey, anyway. thanks for the call, Tom. we got to get another one here real quick. I need every – it's Friday. Yes, it is. We need, we need to go into the weekend with a smile. Oh, oh is this Wade? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, so – do you remember in the Bible when 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 God was flood going to flood the earth and Noah was loading the ark? Yes. Well, Noah's wife came up to him and asked him, "Where are we going to put the bees?" Noah looks at her and says, "That's simple. In the ark hives." Ah, Ooh, good, good thinking. Very there. good. Huh? Very good. Huh? Thank huh? you. Appreciate the call. <laughs> The archives. The archives. All right, coming up on 849, the morning show continues in a bit. Here we come, walking down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing. Hey, hey, they're the monkeys. Monkey around with the monkeys. That's right. You know, they played here in Duluth. Uh, well, the, yeah, they did, I think. Uh, I saw the Heart of the Monkeys uh, in uh, Superior back when they had the, when Tracy was doing the uh, uh, oh, late oh, rattle yeah. and roll. Well, back when they were really the band. Yeah. Okay. When I was uh, like in high school or just out of high school, mm-hmm. they flew into Duluth and then they. They uh, were going to, I think, Hayward. They were performing in Hayward or something. Oh, or some, somewhere. Okay. <laughs> they weren't performing in Duluth. They were yeah. performing somewhere else. I can't remember. But oh. they flew in here, and then they bus, They had a bus there. And so I and a bunch of us went down to see the monkeys. Cool. So we got there, and here in the bus, and here comes Mickey Dolenz uh-huh. up to the front of the bus. And he's the guy that had the curly hair and all that right. jazz. And so we're all standing there, and he kind of stood there and smiled at us and waved at us, and then the bus pulled out and pulled away. <laughs> so at least we as yeah. uh, fans at the time. I like the monkeys. Yeah, it was Mickey time. Dolan's and uh, uh, I can't think of his name now. Well, you had uh, the, uh, the young the Brit, kid. The Brit, yeah, the, the Brit. What was his name? I can't remember now. Okay. I'm, shame on me. I should me on the... Well, anyway, let's go to the phones. Hi, who's this? Oh, good morning. This is Stan. 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 It's a beautiful day on the Davey shore. Jones is the guy's name. Hello? Go, yeah, Davey yeah, go Jones. Ahead. Dave Jones, yep. <laughs> well, that's, that's Davy Jones' locker. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a monkey. That's the name we were trying to come up with. Yeah, anyway, I wanted to find out, do these representatives like Stauber actually ever put out a communique with their constituents saying, what would you like me to do? Uh-huh. I'm know, not sure. I'm sure he's got a website or Stauber, something. Stauber yeah. does. He uh they sent they sent out a uh, a newsletter and I'm on the email list where I constantly get emails from the from Stauber's uh, group, so there is communication there. But they seem like to become an, uh, a law unto themselves that they don't pay attention to nothing. Hmm. That's the way it feels to me. So anyway, well, I just, that's just an opinion. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, and we've uh, reached out a number of times to Stauber's group to try to get him on the show, but uh, hopefully one of these days we'll get him on again. Have a beautiful weekend. Thanks, hey, you too. Thanks Bye. for the call. Say, so, Dave, speaking of politicians here, yes. uh, Monday, it uh, looks like Tara Swenson's going to be on. All right. She's running for the 4th District City Council, and we had her opponent on, on Wednesday, Howie okay. Hansen. He was oh, on Wednesday. Right. 
So Tara's going to yap it up with us. And Tara will be in the studio? or I phone? think so. I think so. She's got to get one of those things. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, either way, I mean, we emailed Howie one to sign, oh, okay. too. We Very have these good. fairness doctrine. Yeah. Now we have to be candidate and, and to sign, sign the deal and be impartial. And uh, Friday, next Friday, we're yes. going to have Roger Reinert, who's running well, for mayor. I ran good. into him the other night, and we chit-chatted, and we uh, came together on him coming on next Friday. Okay. And so... Uh, so we'll have him on, and he'll be in the studio We did also. have the mayor on earlier, so... Yes, we did. She's been on a couple of times. So right. so we are so fair. I know. It's it. unbelievable. <laughs> Where are we going to get our drugs anymore? CVS stores across oh the gosh. U.S. are discontinuing the sales of cold medicines. I heard that. That apparently don't do you any good anyway, so I, I guess it's a good thing that they're getting rid of it. I always but, wondered about those things. Yeah, phenethrin, apparently, or phena, uh, something like that, is the only active ingredient, and, and it doesn't work, according to the FDA. So oh I'm my. not sure which medicines do work, but things like uh, Dayquil, Mucinex, Sudafed, NyQuil... I'll have this uh, ingredient that doesn't really do anything. Oh, well, so I don't know. I heard that on the news right. when I was coming yeah. down. I can't Kinda remember weird. the name of it, but it's an ingredient that's in that's supposed to work as a decongestant right. with the rest. And they mm-hmm. claim as the FDA and it does work if you it. shoot it directly in your nose, I guess. But if, if you have the spray, if, yeah. But the but pills, if you drink it, it doesn't yeah, do anything. Yeah. Or so, put it in your stomach; it's not going to yeah, help. So your there's uh, some issues there. So they pulled that product. Uh, there's yeah. other products out there too. And, well, they haven't pulled them. I don't think they're still oh, in most stores. But okay. uh, uh, apparently, they're CBS says they're not. Gonna, they're not going to carry them anymore. I usually take, um, now I get allergies. And, oh, yeah, so you got to have something to clear up that. I take Allegra, and that okay. works pretty good for me. All right. But if I have a cold yeah. and I take Allegra, doesn't it doesn't work. No, nope, huh. doesn't do a thing. So, well, so then I know it's not an allergy. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm miserable for a yeah, few Yeah, you days. just can't find anything that's oh. going to work. That's oh. the problem, cool. I guess. But. All right. Well, we got uh, news coming up here at the top of the hour at 9 o'clock, and then it's uh, Rick Jordan on KDAL. It's the Friday outdoor frenzy the as frenzy. we transition yes. from fishing to hunting. Oh, my. The, uh, is he going to have his little uh, orange hat on? <laughs> I'm not sure. Make sure Rick that they is a don't big hunter, and I think he's a bigger fisherman than he is a hunter. Make sure they don't take pot shots at him out in the woods. Yeah, that's the key, is that even if you're not a hunter, you want to wear that blaze orange you if bet. you're out in the country just you to bet. keep from other hunters from taking aim at you. Sometimes they get a little uh, kind of tricky there out there. It is kind of sad. You know, hunters, make sure what you're shooting at yeah. before you pull the trigger. I guess oh, that's yeah. the key. I, they must teach you that in hunting school, if there is such a thing, but... Well, you got to be careful out there, and sometimes yeah. a knee-jerk reaction is not the best thing to do. you got to see what you're shooting at. Yeah, I've never been a deer hunter. Have you? No, I haven't. I, okay. I had a friend of mine who had a big mastiff on his property, and uh, some hunters were out there, and they oh, shot the dog no, in, really? in error. And, oh. and he went hunting the hunters, but he couldn't find them, so he wasn't in a happy camper. Yeah, I had a grandfather was a big deer hunter for many years. My dad never took it up, and I never took it up either, so I guess... In our uh, family, anyway, the hunting gene is gone now. Generally, for me, it's been fishing, and uh, I never did get into that. If I if I had to go out there, I wouldn't have any problems to harvest uh, some deer oh, yeah. or other I'd, animals if I needed. As long food, as you, but, yeah, if you but turn I, it I've into never, food, there's not an issue, I guess. And I've never particularly liked venison. Uh, it has never been on the top of my deal, but but some of my friends make venison sausage and jerky, and it, it's uh, great. Depending it's great. on how you prepare it, it's yeah. pretty good stuff. That and I've, bear meat, I've had bear Ooh, quite often, bear which meat. makes excellent stew, by the way. Oh, so stew. I hear it's kind of a sweeter meat. Isn't I think it? it is. I don't know. Okay, we'll say goodbye. Bye bye. We'll see you all Monday. <laughs>
We will let the good times roll again on Monday. In the meantime, the cars letting the good times roll up to news time next.